anyways, I feel like in my mind I have like all planned out what we're going to do and how things are going to start off. And then we get here and we're just sitting here. Yep. <laughs> are you ready for the claps? I'm ready for the clap. One, two, three, four, clap, 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 clap. And there it is. I don't understand why you're behind again. I'm not behind. You're definitely behind. I'm clapping at the same time as you. No, you're not. <laughs> yes, I am. Do you want to redo it? Sure. One, two, three, four. Clap, 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 clap. Was that better? No, it was exactly the same. <laughs> I'm clapping at the same time as you. I don't know what you want from me. It's not just even me hearing it. I can see you, too. Like, I see you a full beat behind me. <laughs> I, can, I can see I'm clapping at the exact same time as you. You see you clapping at the same time as me? Yes. Okay. Okay. Whatever. So what are we talking about this week? Well, it just seems like a wild time to be starting a podcast in the middle <laughs> of coronavirus mania. Yeah, I was not expecting this to be one of the hurdles to scheduling a podcast time yeah quarantine which like doesn't affect anything at all for what we're doing no i was supposed to be dog sitting this week and the guy was like yeah i'm i'm not leaving so i'm still at my apartment but i mean and i have not left very much thanks to me not having a job anymore yeah so did they just let like everyone go no, so I went to work on Monday, did my normal work stuff, and then got home, and we were going to be doing our house group over video on Zoom. So I'm waiting for that, and then I get a phone call from uh, the Aerotech recruiter, and she's like, they're not, or they're terminating the contract, and... So that meant I didn't have a job anymore. And it was just like, no no warning. It felt like no warning. Or not, it felt like it was no warning. Plus, like, it was kind of like in the training department at the place I was working. And none of the trainers had been there because they were out, out and about training people. So I just didn't go to work on Tuesday. And it's all thanks to the virus from what I can gather yeah i still have a job but a lot of people i know don't yeah because most of my friends are either in the service industry or they work somewhere on campus and campus is just completely shut down yeah em said you're all online now yep we're online they said it was going to be two weeks and then they'd reevaluate and they reevaluated before we even hit the end of the two weeks and for the rest of the semester, pretty much everything on campus is shut down. Dining is takeout only, and only like two locations are open. Uh, most of the buildings are shut down. 
the police are like the only thing that's still going around because you can't shut down the cops. Interesting. Yeah, I went out on a run today and it just looked like a normal Saturday for where for where I live. Like the same number of people out on the trail and whatever. But I did, so two nights ago I walked to Target and there was a lot less traffic than there would normally have been. You walked to Target? Yeah, it was like a little over two miles one way. Also, I wouldn't recommend walking that far in wool socks. It was kind of scratchy. I wouldn't recommend walking that far, period. <laughs> well, I didn't want to Did run. you, like, buy things? Yeah, I bought, like, three things. Put money in the ATM at the bank and then went over to Target and I bought chocolate chips and ice cream and hot sauce because it was on sale. And, my and then plan... you had to carry around melting ice cream for two more miles? Well, that's the thing. So I was going to eat the ice cream on the way home. Like, I brought a spoon with me so that I could eat the ice you cream. You brought on... a spoon with you to Target. Yes. So I brought the spoon with me. I was going to eat the ice cream on the way home. But it was so cold that I didn't want to eat the ice cream at all. And it was also cold enough that it didn't melt. So I got home and it was still fairly solid. But I still, I put it in the freezer for like an hour and then took it out and ate it. You walked four miles to <laughs> and from Target in a quarantine. Yep. Global pandemic. Eric needed his ice cream. No, Eric needed to put the money in the bank. And Eric hadn't run that day. Eric still didn't run that day. No, but I got in a four plus mile walk. We, this past week, was spring break for us, so everyone was already out of Ames anyways. So Ames just kind of feels like Ames does when it's, like, summertime and all the students are gone. The buses have been more empty, though. I went to get an oil change, and I got on the bus because they needed my car for a few hours, and I was the only person on the bus both times I got on the bus for, like, the entire ride. Yep. It's crazy. I saw, like drone video footage from downtown Los Angeles and it seemed like it was super quiet but they're like actually shut down shut down yeah they're locked on lockdown someone texted me that I should make it home now because we'd be going into lockdown soon and I wouldn't be able to come home later but Minnesota's not on lockdown yeah but you're in Iowa not overseas I mean, Iowa's not on lockdown either. Yeah, well, I'm not concerned about driving across state lines. Nah. Just don't walk across with a duck on your head. Apparently that's illegal. Just the one border or, like, all I, state I think borders? It's, I don't know if it's all of the Minnesota borders or just the Minnesota-Iowa border, but apparently it's illegal to walk across the border with a duck on your head. But what if I'm driving? That's why I said don't walk. But you don't want to walk anyways. No, I'm not going to pull an Eric and walk all the way to Minneapolis. I did not walk all the way to Minneapolis. I walked to Andover. You went to Andover. <laughs> yeah, our work has been really slow for the past week. I can imagine. I think that's also part yeah. of why I got let go is because when your whole business is based on going around doing inspections of places and then the places are closed you don't have the ability to do inspections 
Yeah, we, over spring break, we had a, like, two and a half page long wait list for people who wanted to get in with us. It was, like, as soon as the university made the announcement that, um, things would be shutting down, and as soon as, like, the travel ban from Europe, it's like, everyone was canceling, and we called literally everyone on the wait list, and we still don't have every kennel full. I think one of my coworkers said that next, or this coming Monday, we will have, like, five dogs. It's not very many. But I do still have a job. I was talking to a pharmacist the other day. He was like, he has a lot of opinions. How's your day been? I think we're all going to get really bored of just staring at each other in quarantine. Yep. Can I yep. have my drugs? <laughs> get bored and get poor. Yeah. I My hours got cut down significantly, but like I'll still... I should be able to make enough money to like pay my rent. That's good. It's just weird. Weird in general overall. Especially since like this hasn't actually happened before. Or not in our lifetime. Yeah, I texted someone I know who's been at the university for a long time to ask if there was this sort of response when the swine flu was going around. And they were no. like, no. <laughs> no. This is entirely new. The person, one of the guys living next door to me in my dorm freshman year, because that's when it was, he got sick with the swine flu, H1N1, whatever, and like nothing changed. The only difference was that... At Bethel, they said if you get the swine flu or the H1N1, don't go to the nurse because they didn't want to spread it. And they figured that Hmm. sick kids would go to the nurse and then spread it to other people or whatever. Which, of course, the guy living next door to me didn't know, like hadn't read the email. So he still went over to the nurse and then got as far as the front door and saw the sign on the front door and then went back to his room. I remember H1N1 being a big deal. I would have been, what, eight, nine? Yeah, it was 2010. Nine, that spring. ten. There was something ten. else. I wonder if it was bird flu before that when I was in high school. Apparently, Math Thompson had made a bet with Mr. Dillon. So I'll cut into the story to like remind myself that people are going to be listening to this without context and knowing who these people are. And like... I feel like I need to keep remembering to say who people are. So Mr. Dillon was a math teacher, and Mr. Thompson was also a math teacher, and we called him Math Thompson because there were two Mr. Thompsons. The best part about it was Math Thompson and Physics Thompson, and their first initials were M and P anyways, but then they were also Math Thompson and Physics Thompson, which I enjoyed. But anyways, Mr. Dillon was very, I don't know, eclectic. Eclectic might be a good word. I don't know if you knew him. But he made a bet with Mr. Thompson that because of the bird flu, the high school was going to be turned into a makeshift, like, triage hospital within a certain period of time. Like, made a $100 bet. And Thompson took the bet. Like, he felt obviously. And in retrospect, obviously. But, like, we've had these different things like crop up of potential pandemic deals but none of them have actually occurred until now yeah i don't remember the bird flu i just i remember with h1n1 um 
one of my friends, her mom worked at like, she was like a nurse in a Target. Like, you know how they have those clinics and Targets? Yeah. I think, I'm pretty sure she worked in one of those. And the only thing I really like remember from the H1N1 incident was that this girl said that her mom and her coworkers started referring to H1N1 as the Heine flu because it looked like Heine. And then Kayla at the time, our neighbor, <laughs> she like turned around and put her hands on her butt and was like, I've got the Heine flu. I've got the Heine flu. <laughs> And that's about all I actually like remember specifically from the H1N1. Wow, that's a uh, that's something. A part of me with yeah. this with this breakout, like I'm surprised we didn't have a response already in place. Like uh, this is the way we're gonna handle this type of situation. So I feel like we've got so many other things planned out for for uh, like incidents or like for natural disaster response but then we didn't have anything put in place and now it feels like we're flying not feels like we are flying by the seat of our pants trying to respond to this yeah from what i've seen there did used to be a like pandemic team in the u.s and i don't know how accurate all this information is i got it from twitter but like as soon as trump came into office he wanted to start trying getting rid of some of the things that obama did and one of his like first things was firing the pandemic team so mm. there may have at some point been some people i don't know what they did <laughs> hey there's a pandemic <laughs> yeah but it makes me wonder as well moving forward after this gets whatever it looks like for this to be sorted out like what is the response going to look like in the future or what's going to change because a lot of the stuff in terms of responding to incidents or disasters or whatever came in place because of 9-11. So like a lot of those plans were formulated after that in a how do we respond to a major crisis like that. So now moving forward, are we going to have a set way to respond to a pandemic situation, especially if it ends up being more more transmittable or more like a bigger issue than this one is? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I kind of just want to say that, like, I don't believe there will be any major changes to handle something like this in the future. So, I mean, this is sort of a new thing. It's a global issue. I mean, I guess I don't know if H1N1 was global or if blur, <laughs> bird flu was global. Yeah. One of the big differences now with this one is that everything is shut down and people aren't working yours truly included and so what's going to happen money wise because something i realized after the last job i left is that even if you have money in the bank it goes quickly and then even once you get your next job you're not getting money right away so it was like my whatever i had dwindled pretty significantly until like i finally re regained to where i was just like within the last couple weeks so like We've got that. How's that going to affect people having money? How's that going to affect how people spend money? If this goes on long enough, is this going to look like the generation that came out of the Great Depression? Like, just, like, hoarding stuff. Because we've already had our mini hoarding of various supplies. Yeah, when I was talking to the pharmacist yesterday, he said that 
the thing that he started thinking about was how there were going to be a lot of people who were meant to retire this year who probably aren't going to retire this year. He said that that's the same thing that happened during the 08 recession. Yeah. People my age, though, I don't know how... It's like, I still have a job, but I don't know how other people are going to recover who don't have a job. And we still don't know if the university is giving us anything back for anything. Yeah, well, I don't know if they would do that anyways if they're still going to continue your classes online. Yeah, because the things that I've seen people most mad about, um, starting, I think, tomorrow, everyone has to move out of the dorms. So people are like, we're getting charged for two months that we aren't living in the dorms. And then meal plans. So everyone in the dorms needs a meal plan, and you can also add the meal plan on separately. Yeah. So I paid, I think, $1,500 for my meal plan, and now I won't even be able to use it. I guess that makes more sense. Like, on a tuition front, if they're going to keep classes open, they're not going to refund tuition. But in a room and board front, if you're closing that stuff down, it would make it would seem to make sense to refund at least a portion. But I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I, I think Iowa State's been struggling struggling recently because like the um attendance numbers have been going down so we're getting into like generations where kids haven't been born my tuition went up i think two years in a row it will every year it will continue to i this past semester i got charged a senior fee of three dollars I don't know what it goes towards, and like I'm not graduating this semester or even next semester. Maybe not even the one after that. What's what's this three dollars being used for? That's funny. It's not even my fourth year. It's just I have enough credits to be classified as a senior. What can you possibly do with three dollars? You have enough credits to be classified as a senior? Yeah, because it goes in increments of 15, so 30... 30 credits is one full year, 60 credits, year, whatever. And I came in with six transfer credits, and then I've taken more than 15 credits each semester. But what now I feel, what's, what year is this? Are you, is this your second or third I'm a, year? I'm a junior right now. You yeah, are this a is junior. my third year. But in university okay. systems, I'm a senior. I think that's what threw me off. I was missing a year. So I think that same thing happened for me. Like, technically, if I'd had... The right credits, I could have graduated a semester early, but I didn't have the right everything done. I ended up graduating with, like, 13 extra credits. Oh, I'll graduate with more credits than that. Your changes have also uh, haven't been as... Or they have been more impactful than my changes were in terms of needing to extend your time there. Yeah, we'll see what happens. So, I mean, credit-wise, I'm probably getting close to being able to graduate but like when i actually pull up a degree audit it's like you know we're close bud i know that i feel like i looked at my four-year plan every single week while i was like at least for the last two years of college i've made so many four-year plans and they're all just not how it turned out because once i dropped out of calc 3 and realized that i couldn't do physics Oh, geez. Yeah, dropping physics. I was a sophomore when I dropped Calc 3, so I was already in my second year. Just had a bunch of stupid gen eds. That was, that was part of the nice thing for me, is that I was able to be in physics right away. 
in year one, so when I knew I wasn't going to be an engineer after the first year, it didn't affect me as much. So the first physics class counted as my science general, and then the second one was just kind of a dead elective credit, so I didn't lose that much. Had I paid attention in high school math, I would have been able to start out start off my first year with physics, but I just didn't care enough in high school. Oh, the had I paid attention prompt, if you will. There are a lot of those. But there's also like yeah. the, there's the had I paid attention side of my brain, and then there's the had I done what I wanted to side. Or like the, there's like, a, there was a part of me that still paid enough attention to get good enough grades or whatever, like to stay in the A-B range. So there's the, had I paid attention, I could have, like, done straight A's or whatever. But there's also the, had I paid attention to what I wanted to pay attention to completely, I could have focused on something. Yeah, I mean, I pretty much had straight A's for most of high school. My grades weren't as good as Emily's, um, but I mean, they were still pretty good. But I just, I don't think I ever knew what I wanted to do. Like, I wanted to be an astronomer, but I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. And so then once I got to college and I started taking the astronomy classes, it's like, wow. So I still really like astronomy and I find astronomy interesting. It's just the physics and math behind it. Oh, geez. Astronomy was one of the few science things that I was actually good at and that I liked. But then the last time we did it was eighth grade. I think they offered an elective in high school, but I, I like didn't get to take any electives because I always did band in Spanish. Did you have to go up to the astronomy tower at midnight? Mm-hmm. I think there was one astronomy elective at Bethel. I did not take it. There are six or seven, I think seven undergrad astronomy classes at Iowa State, and I'm going to take most of them. I'm still going to get that astronomy minor. There you go. It's like me with my math minor. I thought I was going to get a math minor, and then I dropped out of Calc 3. Did you think that going into college, is that where that thought was? It No, it was just once I started going through the physics program and people were like, you're like two classes away from a math minor. Like, oh, shoot, better get that math minor. <laughs> so I started taking, I took um, Introduction to Proofs, which is one of the classes for a math minor. And I took it at the same time as I was taking Calc 3. And I dropped out of Calc 3, kept Intro to Proofs, and I, I passed intro to proofs, and now I just have this stupid, like, analytical math class on my transcripts. Like, I don't need this for anything. Interesting. That sounds like my discrete math class. That was one of the first times I started realizing how much logic is in philosophy, or how much the field of philosophy is logic study. Because there were two logic classes, philosophy classes at Bethel, and one of them was an intro, and then one of them was like an intermediate. And the prereqs for the intermediate was either you had taken the intro or you had taken this math class. I was like, wouldn't it be funny to be the only person in this philosophy class who went through on the math side? But then they didn't offer it. Yeah, I really enjoyed... Because I think the thing with calc that I couldn't do is like I couldn't reason through the problems. Like they give you a stupid integral, just like, I don't know how to solve that. You either know it or you don't. But with the proofs class, I could like reason my way through it. If this, then that, but not. I can I can do this. Draw a Venn diagram and you'll be fine. 
Yeah, I got past calc and then got into linear algebra and differential equations, and that was when I was done. Because I was taking I was taking both of those in a computer science class at the same time, in order to try and have a double major in completely different fields. And I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I took I tried to take diff EQ last semester, and I couldn't understand my professor. Because he had a really heavy accent. So then I just stopped going to class. And then I showed up the day of one of our quizzes. And we did like a review session before the actual quiz. And the whole review session was on imaginary numbers. Like, I haven't done imaginary numbers since literally 10th grade. And so then I took the quiz, failed it, and then got a drop slip. Yeah, part of me misses school because I knew what I was doing. And the part of me does not miss that like anxiety level yeah mom called me the other day just, how are you doing with the the outbreak in your anxiety i'm fine my life is about the same i stay inside and go outside to go to work and just come back inside plus i'm just like i'm gonna get sick or i'm not i got a flu shot this year it's the first time in several years that i've gotten a flu shot yeah i looked it up I was looking at something else, and I found that my last flu shot was 10 years ago. And even then, is the flu missed, not the shot, because I hate shots. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I'm up to date on, like, the rest of my shots, so I'm not going to die of tetanus. That's good. With our age bracket, I feel like we'll be fine if we get the flu or COVID-19. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be fun, but we'd probably be fine. Yeah, and I'm curious. So there's... There are pieces of me that feel like this is overblown, and then there are other pieces of me trying to, like, continue to sympathize and empathize and have compassion over people who are in in either age brackets or health brackets that are going to be more negatively affected by this. Because, like, in all likelihood, if I get, if I catch this thing, I'm going to be fine. And there are a lot of people who, if they catch this thing, they're going to be fine. But then there are a lot of people, if they catch it, they aren't going to be fine. But like that's, I feel like that's every disease. So this entire time I've been trying to figure out why people are freaking out so bad about this one in particular. And I think the thing that I've come up with, the best idea I've had, is that it's brand new so people don't know how to respond to it and there's not a treatment for it yet. And I think that might be one of the biggest reasons why people are freaking out. I think that's probably right. Like, obviously, I have no idea, because I'm not freaking out. Yeah, because, I mean, like, the people at risk are immunocompromised people or people over the age of, like, 65. So I was talking to Dad about it recently. I was like, if I get it, I'll probably be fine. I mean, even if you get it, you'll probably be fine. Because, you know, I joke that our parents are 80. Apparently, he said, I think he said yesterday that Walmart has deemed Coinstar as essential. So he, like, will still be working because Coinstar has been deemed essential, the Coinstar machines in Walmarts. So, like, if nothing else, if every el everywhere else closes, he's still going to have Walmarts to service. <laughs> uh, he was talking about how um, Coinstar took a big hit with this, and one of my coworkers recently was talking about how he really wanted to go to the movies, but he couldn't because all the movie theaters in the state shut down. And I just about told him, like, oh, well, the company that owns Redbox is suffering right now. Go rent a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I didn't want to 
try and explain the backstory to that, so I just let him talk at me. Yeah. I wanted to go to a movie as well, but movie theaters have been closed. The good thing is I have the AMC Stubbs A-list, and we got an email from AMC that said as long as their theaters are closed, they're going to suspend payments. So it's like, well, at least I'm not paying the 23 or 24 bucks a month without the opportunity to go. Plus, none of the movies are actually being released right now anymore anyways. Yeah, Disney put Frozen 2 on Netflix earlier than they were planning to. I have to finish that. Then my coworker was like, oh, did you finish watching Frozen 2? No, I didn't. I haven't started it. What are you talking about? Hey, everyone. This is Eric stepping in to let you know that the 2 Out of 3 podcast is a self-funded production. Those of you familiar with the podcasting universe know that, with regards to production costs, this is a largely crowdsourced platform. However, I realized two things. One, with the current state of the world, there are probably a lot of people who are a little long on the free time and a little short on the funds. And two, this podcast is in its infancy, and you may want to hear more before deciding whether supporting us financially in any way is something you're interested in. I completely understand these points, so let me just give you some information to stick in your back pocket. Patreon.com is a website dedicated to connecting a large number and variety of creators with patrons who help fund projects they love. Funding can be given in increments in as little as $1 per month. This podcast you're listening to right now, the 2 out of 3 podcast, has its own Patreon page, patreon.com slash 2 out of 3 podcast. The great thing about this site for us is that it is more than a crowdsourcing site. It's a way to connect with the people who listen to the podcast. We can post some content exclusive for patrons, and we can post some content that is completely free to the public. If now, or at any point in the future, you are interested in supporting the show financially, head over to patreon.com slash 2 out of 3 podcast to go through that process. And even if you're not, head over there to see the different things we post related to the episode or to whatever else we might have to share. To learn more about the site and the show, head over to patreon.com slash 2 out of 3 podcast. That's all one word in lowercase with the number 2 and the number 3 in there. Patreon.com slash 2 out of 3 podcast. Thanks for listening and thanks for your support. Now back to the show. The other thing I've thought about with this is my own, like me being the person spreading the disease like how many times that's happened because i remember in ninth grade i don't think you ever went to one of these but there used to be a thing called spring blitz which now has a different name it was like a youth conference for all the churches in our denomination and it was up in duluth and i really wanted to go in ninth grade but i knew i was sick so instead of telling mom and dad i was sick i just went up anyways and then when i got back i found out i had strep throat and I was out of school for like five of the next 15 school days. I was like, I wonder how many people I gave strep throat to after that. Like how many people went home from Duluth and they had strep throat. Yeah, one of the um, summer before I came to college, I got strep. And one of my coworkers was like, where did you catch that? I, was like, I have no idea. And then one of my other friends got strep. It's just like, who is giving us strep? It turns out that one of our mutual friends had strep and didn't realize that she was sick. She was like, is this not how my throat's supposed to feel? <laughs> no. She went and got tested. It was like, yeah, you have streps. Oh, shoot. Like, yeah, now you got me sick. I'm just laid in my room, miserable. Mom sat on the floor next to me. When you, before you went to, or before you were done with high school, did they tell you anything about meningitis? And to, like, be careful of meningitis in college. No. 
because I remember this would have been maybe 11th grade, somewhere in, somewhere during high school, we watched this video about meningitis and people catching meningitis in dorms. It was like meant to freak people out. It's like you lose fingers and you'll have to be in the hospital for weeks and weeks. And it's like, how is this helpful? <laughs> Not freaked is out about meningitis like a like a problem. <laughs> Apparently, from all these people who didn't know each other before, now coming all, coming together from all different parts of the thing. And then to top it all off, I'm pretty sure mom had meningitis when she was a kid. And so, like, it, we have less of a chance of being affected by it. It's like, you're freaking me out for nothing, school. Thanks a lot. Yeah, there's not really... The thing, one of the pharmacists in Ames likes to share information that they're probably not supposed to. And one of my friends went to go get her drugs once and said that the pharmacist was like, oh, yeah, I've been giving out a lot of chlamydia drugs recently. <laughs> so apparently the problem in Aves is chlamydia. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Not completely self-quarantined, I guess. <laughs> and that's another thing, like the language we're using, like these different vocabulary terms that have popped up, like self self-quarantine and whatever else it's like now these things are just going to be in the public lexicon forever or for an extended i saw a tweet that was like uh, a college recruiter in five years is going to have to read a whole bunch of essays about how people's lives were impacted by the covid19 <laughs> quarantine <laughs> yeah or all the children who will be born in nine months hopefully free of chlamydia That pharmacist is a character. I don't think I've ever been the one to spread a spread a thing. I had strep in first grade. I mean, I don't think anyone had strep after me. I threw up on my birthday at school. That was embarrassing. Sounds like a good time. Because that was back when you could still bring in, like, cakes and stuff. And so I brought in a cupcake cake. And then they handed me just, like, the tray that they were on, and there was all this frosting on it. So I ate just, like, a whole bunch of frosting. <laughs> then later in the day, I got sick and threw up, like, red frosting all over my desk. And just like, Miss Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. The thing about bringing food into school that always that was weird to me was, so in elementary school, you could only bring in store-bought food. It's like, that was a thing. You can, if it's your birthday, you can bring in treats, but they have to be store-bought. They can't be made at home. And then I got to high school, and no one cared. It's like, bring in whatever you want, share it with people, and it's going to be good to go. I made so many cookies in high school, especially because in band, we would have the Christmas party. Mm -hmm. And you just bring in tons of food. So I would bring in dozens and dozens of cookies during Christmas. And they were peanut butter cookies. Like, I just brought peanut butter cookies to school <laughs> and spread them around. Like, who cares about peanut allergies? Me, now that I have a peanut allergy. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I they stopped doing, like, allowing food into schools. I remember that. Did you ever have banned Christmas parties? Oh, yeah, all the time. Or I guess three times. <laughs> yeah, they got pretty... I made a cake for it one year. They got pretty intense. Just in terms of people planning out what they were going to bring. There was one year the low brass section had multiple crock pots. I guess high school was even different from junior high. Because I would, 
almost every day in junior high and high school, I had a bagel with cream cheese for breakfast. And there was one time in, it was either seventh or ninth grade, I had my bagel. It was just sitting on my desk. And a gym teacher walked into our classroom and was like, what is that? It's a bagel. It's my breakfast. She was like, well, normally I'd make you throw that away, but it looks so good. So I won't. What? (laughs) But then in high school, no one cared. I ate a bagel every day. Just wandering the halls. Rules in school. Some of them just made no sense. I Another TikTok I saw today was a person, like, acting out a teacher on a field trip, standing up on a bus, and, like, yelling at the kids on the bus for being too loud, and, like, making them all apologize to the bus driver because they were too loud. <laughs> and it's like, who cares? Like, who cares about any of this anymore? Like, it was so important when you're in fifth grade or whatever... Getting yelled at by a teacher for being too loud. And it's not an issue. Like, (laughs) what does this affect anymore? How is this beneficial to anyone in their future? Yelling at a group of children for being too loud on the bus. Because typically, kids weren't actually being too loud. It was just teachers being annoyed. We are all going to sit here until you apologize. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. My goodness. Yeah, the closest thing I've seen to people being concerned about food in, like, college is my club. We would do, we would sell donuts and coffee every Monday and Thursday to raise money. And the last sale that we did, the department head came over and made us stop because of the coronavirus. Like People aren't even worried about allergies. It's just global pandemic. Yep. And then I, when we had leftover donuts, I would just bring them to the physics office and just like give them to the office ladies. And so I walked into the office with our last like five donuts. I was like, hi, um, this is probably the last time we're doing the fundraiser. And an office lady turned to me and was like, yeah, I'm sorry, but the coronavirus will let you sell again when the, when it stops. And I looked at her. I was like, okay, fine. Well, like, do you want a donut? <laughs> yeah. So you're not even concerned. <laughs> That was last week before I got let go. There were plans for a St. Patrick's Day potluck at work. And then we got an email that they were going to cancel the potluck because of the virus deal. And then the next day I walk into the break room at lunch and there's a box of donuts that someone had left out for people to take. It's like, well, we care so much, don't we? (laughs) And then I wouldn't even have been there on St. Patrick's Day. I didn't wear green at all on St. Patrick's Day because I didn't have to go anywhere. I went to work and, like, didn't even realize it was St. Patrick's Day. My coworkers, Happy St. Patrick's Day. Oh, that's today, isn't it? I wonder I should look up and see if Chicago still turned the river green. I think Chicago has some... Or Illinois has a new lockdown of sorts. Yeah, well, that's... The three biggest cities in the country are the ones that are locked down. I think that makes sense. Or not locked down, but are... Maybe locked down, but are most affected. I don't know. The stuff changes fairly quickly day by day chicago green river 20 because someone i know works as a a vet tech in the chicago area and she's still like at work because her job was deemed essential because it's health just dog and cat health not humans the river was dyed green or was it? <laughs> I don't, why would you? Why would you write your article this way? 
So it maybe was not planned on turning green, but then someone dumped green dye into a section of the river. Executive River Director of Friends of the Chicago River said it's time to treat the river like a natural resource, not a plaything. Would you go ha-ha if someone dyed the Grand Canyon blue? <laughs> yes, please, let's dye the Grand Canyon blue. I want to see someone try. Wow, this uh, there's more environmental awareness in this article than I was expecting. I just wanted to know if they dyed the river green. That's a whole... That's a whole separate podcast episode. Yeah, have you seen that in um, Venice, the water in the canals has started to become clear because Italy's on quarantine and they've like stopped the boat traffic? Interesting. I did not know that, but I guess I'm not surprised. Yeah, and the um, like pollution coming out of China has gone down because people are quarantined and not doing things. But apparently, according to what I have heard, they have leveled off. So I don't know. I don't know if that's accurate or not. And I don't know if that's going to mean a change in their getting back to stuff or whatever. It'll be interesting to find out how long this all takes to move past. Yeah, Mom and I are supposed to go on our cruise in May. I don't know if the cruise lines will be operating yet. Probably not. Because they've already told us that we could get a refund if we wanted, or like a um, like a voucher to use at a different time for a cruise. I mean, this thing was already a voucher, so it would just be a voucher for a voucher, but yeah, I'm going on a cruise at some point. I know that there were people at church who were supposed to be going on a cruise in April, but I would guess they're not going to be going. Yeah, I had to work reception about a week ago. I had people calling to cancel their their dog stays because their vacations got canceled. We have a policy that if you call within 72 hours of your stay to cancel the stay, you don't get your deposit back because we take deposits for holidays. And I told some lady that and then she like yelled at me. This wasn't my fault. Fine, have your $70 back. <laughs> you were yelling at someone who has no control over it. Yeah. The coronavirus was not my fault. Okay. We're a business. Neither was any other reason that you might have canceled your trip. Oh, people. Go cry into all your toilet paper. I, my work sent me to Sam's Club, um, on like a Tuesday. Because we needed more paper towels and bleach. And Sam's Club opens at 9 and I showed up at like 8.40 and there was already a line like halfway around the building. It's like, where are these people coming from? Well, I don't have work And then anymore. we got in the building. We got in the building and everyone just went immediately towards the toilet paper. It's like, what are you planning for? For that period of time when they can't wipe. What was that the thing Emily sent us on? Or was it mom? It was either Emily or mom sent us, sent me a thing. And then the Sam's Club had a limit, um, only two packs of toilet paper per Sam's Club member. And there was this family who, like, both parents were members, and so they got four packs of toilet paper. It's like, that's, like, a bulk size already. You bought four packs of it. You cannot have that many people in your family. So it was mom who sent me this, a screenshot of this thing. It was a quiet Monday morning in September 2053 when John awoke with a need to go to the bathroom. 
To John, just this wasn't just any ordinary day. This was the day he would open the last package of toilet paper his parents, parents bought in the year 2020. And then she said, does it remind you of the paper towels? I don't know if you know this story, but when I moved out to Denver, moved into my apartment on campus, and Ben, my roommate, already had, like, paper products or whatever, but they were plain with no patterns, so we went to Target And mom was like, I would feel better if you had paper towels with patterns on them. So we bought all these paper towels. And the paper towels survived for a year and a half. (laughs) We didn't need to buy paper towels for a year and a half. That's kind of how I feel. One time, um, my freshman year when I lived in the dorms, I brought my little, like, shower caddy into the showers. And I forgot it in there. And I went back later and someone had stolen my shampoo and body wash. Now I need to go buy shampoo and body wash. And I bought, like, just a bulk pack on Amazon of body wash so it would get there quickly. And I've been using the same body wash out of that pack ever since. It's been over two years. Yeah. Like, I still have bottles left in my, um, like, storage. I've had some different stuff like that. I smell like an aqua reef. I think my toothpaste has lasted for two years because I bought it at Costco. I had deodorant last for, like, 14 months. I bought, like, five or six sticks on Amazon all at one time. I think the longest anything ever lasted me was some crushed red pepper I bought at Costco one time that lasted for four years. Yeah, I have some spices that are probably going to last a while. I I think it was when we moved into the apartment a year and a half ago. Mom bought me some, like, oregano because I was like, now I can make pizza. Not even a quarter of the way through the bottle. I did last year when I was still working at camp up at the conference for all the camps. I won a case of toilet paper. And I'm kind of curious how much is still left because I left it in my housing when I left camp. So I wonder how much of it they still have left. Yeah, I have a bathroom to myself at the apartment. That's nice. I mean, I'm fine on toilet paper. Well, it's a... Four bedroom, two bath, but two of our roommates have moved out. Yep. So now we each have our own bathroom. So I bought toilet paper a while ago, and I'll be fine through the entire apocalypse. Oh, the apocalypse that probably won't be an apocalypse. I mean, I think there will be some big effects from it, but I, I don't think it's the end of the world. Agreed. Like, if you've looked at the stock market recently, I don't know how accurately the stock market, like, reflects wealth in america but the stock market's been like pretty bad (laughs) yeah it's a good thing i just started investing (laughs) yeah i put some money into investments let me pull up my investments i have an app that i use as a savings app um it is a savings app that gives me the opportunity to invest and i have in my build wealth portfolio it cost me 73.3 so $73.39 that's how much money I've put into it and right now it's valued at $57 there you go so I, so my total return is negative 21% that's that's not a great return good thing it's only no it's not I think it's only 20 bucks yeah and then I have another one that's like 20 bucks in municipal bonds and it's gone down a percentage too but it was only 20 bucks to start with so it's now it's at like 19 yeah, that's what happens when you don't have money to invest. 
Yeah, I pretty much just put my money into savings and then spend it when my car breaks down. <laughs>